Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. <laughs> the Halloween edition. This is a podcast all about scary reality TV. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Rick Roberts. And we already did the scary reality TV part of this, but, guys. We uh, took a deep dive into we, Halloween-themed reality television. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna get right into this mother effer. So, uh, in a few days, it is Halloween. That's right, big day, big have, day. Have you ever heard of it? Have you ever heard of it? Quite See, popular. The thing about Halloween is, uh, unless you're like an extremely religious person. You, you you celebrate Halloween. So it's fun. It's kind of a holiday for everyone. It's non-denominational. De- super religious people. Right. Super religious people. But super religious people, I feel like, of many different religions, right? Um, Won't celebrate. Because I know like uh, very extremely Christian people wouldn't uh, celebrate this where you're, where you're worshiping the devil, right? In some and, ways, you might argue that they do. Because in the South, anyway, from where I come from, uh, the, the deeply religious would have um, a hell house on Halloween night, which it teaches you uh, what happens to you if you sin. So someone might say that's a celebration. It, I've seen the documentary on a hell on that hell houses on hell houses. That is not a celebration. Well, they're definitely doing something on the night of Halloween. Um, you know, I was watching. If you guys haven't, what's the? Do you know the name of the documentary? I've I never seen I'm this not documentary. Gonna, I'm not going to look it up. It might be called Hell House. I don't remember. Somebody did a documentary on a high school that was doing like, or the or a, you know, a church that was doing a hell house. And what I thought was really interesting is like people are trying to audition for the roles of this hell house, and yeah. like each stage of the hell house is like another like sin against right. god and it's like a you're premarital uh sex right that's well, a big one one is you know and i don't want to trigger anybody here but one is there's an abortion scene yeah and the most insane part of this documentary was when like people were like looking up at like the like have you ever auditioned for a, a musical or a play or something yeah of course yeah. like it gets posted yeah on the wall like after auditions right. and they're like did i get abortion like they really like that was like the big role like if right. you're in the abortion room like that is the room that like everybody's talking about later so it's kind of like the lead of the hell house yeah i bet emotions are high in the abortion room compared to the lying room no one wants to be the guy who lies did you see a hell house i never saw a hell house uh, but i had friends that couldn't trick or treat because they had to go to a hell house or yeah. or participate in a hell house and there's a great king of the hill episode of a hell house so i recommend that oh really mm-hmm. nick and i um we don't really celebrate that halloween often i or not often we don't <laughs> what am i trying to say well we only celebrate halloween maybe 15 16 <laughs> times a year so uh yeah i guess that's not often we've what do you been mean together, ashley what are you talking about we've been together like seven years and i feel like out of those seven years we have done a halloween something maybe half the time we don't dress up we don't dress up we did dress up this weekend kinda kind of this weekend sorta, we dressed kinda. up mm-hmm. our friends had a party on the 29th and everyone was getting um no on the 27th and everybody was getting dressed up and Nick and I, we, we felt the pressure to do it. And so I was like, well, you know what? I'm a Disney freak. I have so much Disney gear, literally lanyards full of pins, fanny packs, 
all uh, every accessory. Y'all know a, about our Disney stuff. Ashley's a Disney nut. Every accoutrement you could need. And so I just piled it all on my body. And I was like, I'm going to be a Disney freak. And then Nick was like, well, what am I going to do? And I was like, you can be a Disney freak too, baby. And then he wore a bunch of my stuff. And we were two Disney freaks in love. I wore some of her stuff. Most of my stuff. Let's be honest. Half and half. The sweatshirt was mine. The hat was mine. The lanyard was mine. The book bag the was book mine. The book bag was ours. We split the book bag. I paid for it and said that we would split it. <laughs> well, <laughs> so hey, I don't know. listen, that, that's the way <laughs> I don't it went. Know how that's if that's the way it. the cookie crumbled, then crumble that cookie. The pin was mine. Yes, you gave me a, an awesome pin as yeah. well. But yeah, it was it was we. I, I don't like. I every year I probably go to one Halloween themed party around these times, and yeah. I don't like to dress up. I I have I have all intentions around August mm-hmm. where I'm like I'm. Oh, I'm gonna. I'll be something for Halloween. Yeah, that could be a cool, cool. A, a, a cool costume. Yeah. Um, the first thing that uh, deters me from dressing up is the getting of a costume. Like I don't want to make one. I don't want to put the thought into like because nobody wants to buy a costume. Really, it's kind of lame to buy a costume. You want to you want to do it? Yeah, grassroots style. Go to the thrift store, buy the things that you need. Maybe have to stop at a Hot Topic to get some fingerless gloves, that sort of thing. Yeah, and you also want to be current. You also want to be something that everybody can recognize, and you want to be something that's like witty. And but the problem with that is that when you pick something, then everyone is that. Like I was going to be a Rajneeshi, and then I looked on Instagram, and there was just like everyone was being a Rajneeshi. Yeah, because all you have to do is wear all red or burgundy clothes. I wanted to be a uh, a, a character from a comic book that I really like, a comic book called Saga. Are there any, com- any comic fans out there? Reach out to me. Yeah, but, um, Nick really needs this. If you guys read comics, uh, nobody email reads. Us. Uh, it's it's interesting. I have a lot of nerdy friends that read comics. They all they're all reading superhero comics. Why? I'm like, I'm like, why are you reading superhero comics? I only read horror comics and adventure comics and like indie comics. I read image comics and anything that's not nar- Marvel or DC. I just pretty much. Superhero's done. I'm, I'm done with superheroes. Anyway, regardless, I wanted to be a character in this yeah. comic because I love this character in this comic and it would have been a cool costume. I'm not going to get into what it is because most of you probably don't know, but it involves wearing, would be wearing like a an old school TV like for, oh, that's a, he- cool. for a head. Yeah. You know, that's kind of his head. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was like, oh man, I love this character. And, um, I was just like, what am I going to do? Make a paper mache TV TV and walk around. It's like, I'm not going to do that. And also no one, I mean, that's the problem. I know what you're about to say and I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to second it. I'm going to say that it also deters me What? because I having to explain your costume, Uh, I was going to be, no no one knows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I thought about also being Togar from the movie Roar, who is a lion from this like obscure movie uh, that Melanie Griffith was in when she was like 15. It's all about lions. It's called Roar. And it's just funny to be Togar because he's always covered in blood. So it's going to be this lion that had a face covered in blood. And I was like, oh, oh, and then what? I spend the rest of my night explaining who I am to everybody. Everybody comes up and they're like, what are you, like a bloody lion? I'm like, actually, I'm Togar. You know, I don't want to have to go through all that. I also... Don't want people that I don't know recognizing my costume and trying to talk to me about it. Oh, you hate that. I, That's something, you know what, Nick wears a lot of fun shirts and every now and then someone will be like, hey, Stone Cold Steve Austin and try and talk to, to Nick about his shirt. No, he, no. Here's the thing. They don't want to talk to me about those shirts. When I, I have a bunch of wrestling shirts and when people walk by me, their eyes light up and they and they go, I really love that shirt. Like they just get there. They it's there's a thing with the pro wrestling fans where. They're not going to like mark out over a shirt, but they're going to point at the shirt and they're going to they're going to drop a reference at you. 
Uh, another thing is I w I'll wear a lot of band T-shirts and stuff, and people will, like, say stuff. I, but that's fine. Those are T-shirts. Yeah. I don't want somebody – because, like, a co Halloween costume, you can't blow somebody off. Yeah. It's like we're all wearing friggin' costumes in the streets walking around. Like, right. Uh, you, you look like an asshole if you're wearing, uh, you know, um, a costume, an Andy Dick costume. <laughs> I couldn't think of anybody. <laughs> and Walking Dick. around, and somebody goes, hey, is that an Andy Dick costume? And you're like, fuck off. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like. It's Halloween. You're in a costume. I'm in a costume. We're walking around the street. And why am I not stopping? Why would you put it on? So I would feel the obligation. I have to talk to these people. I don't want to. There's a lot of pressure. But ultimately, what stops me is that I'm kind of lazy and I don't really even want to go to these parties. And then so when I do go to the party, I'm like, well, whatever. Fuck it. I'm not wearing a costume. I don't care. And then I do care because I'm like, everybody else is going to be wearing a costume. Because yeah. I'm always that guy. I'm always no costume guy at the costume party. And I'll tell you what, it ain't fun. One of our friends was no costume guy at the costume party on Saturday night. And I was like, you know what? That's brave. Well, it, at the party that we went to, um, it did say in the subtext, it said um, in the small print. It said, I don't care if you wear a costume yeah. or not. But come on, everyone cared. I wasn't going to wear a costume up until the very last minute, and then I threw on a bunch of Disney gear. And I would say I got 50-50 responses at that party. I think people liked your costume, maybe. I don't know what people were saying to you. I didn't people would hear be that. like, so you're into Disney? And I would say, we're two Disney freaks in love. And then I'd point at you. Right. So then people, a, a bunch of people, a couple people came up to me and were like, whoa, that's a lot of Disney stuff. You're like a tourist, a Disney tourist? And I'm like, sure. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, take it. I'll take it. And then about half the other people were coming up to me and being like, so what's going on? Like, what are you doing? And then I'd be like, I don't know, Ashley. And then I'd point to Ashley and I'd be like, I did it too. And she's like, oh, okay, cool, or whatever. You know what? It's interesting. Like, I, we were just being ourselves, really, is what we should have said, which yeah. is just who we are. Because that's, those were all of our clothes and our accessories. It was all of our clothes and our accessories. And actually, it was really great for me because I have to say, not a big fan of going to parties. Um, in my adult life, I don't find parties that that fun anymore because yeah. why would you I don't really drink anymore and so it's always like too late and too loud and I guess I'm grumpy I don't know I don't know what happened to me I turned 30 and I stopped wanting to go to parties but um the pins since I was covering so many pins I always had something to talk about that I was interested in so at this party people would be like asking me about my pins and I'd be like oh my god I'd love to tell you about my pins and so it made the party like eight times better for me because I, I was the subject of something I hold dearly kept being brought up and yeah. so that's really i think clutch for a party and there was the problem with my costume because <laughs> i yes i've been to disney and i know all of your stories but i had to basically relay your stories to people yeah. I, I didn't have i don't have an attachment to this stuff other than i like i actually wear the hat that i'm wearing i wear the sweatshirt that i'm wearing you know yeah. what i mean so it wasn't i didn't have like oh yeah check out all my pins or here's the thing about this thing yeah I was just like, yeah, I guess I'm doing this, you know. I mean, there were other people without costumes there with us fine, but there were other people with elaborate costumes that they worked very hard on. Yeah. And it's just like uh, when I'm standing next to somebody and they're like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm a Disney freak or whatever. And uh, and I'm looking at them and they're like in a full like Elvis uh, Our situation. friend Megan was Las Vegas Elvis. She had the white suit and she had bedazzled the eagle on the back with gemstones. And it was so 
cool. It was the, the best Halloween costume, I would say, at the party, for sure. Yeah. So, no, she did something I love, which is you take a pre-made costume and then you make it ten times better. Yeah. Because So adding those extra, like those jewels, I mean, it just really made the whole thing pop. Because you can buy a pre-made costume and then that's nice, you know? It's yeah. an effort. But, like, actually then combining that with a sense of DIY... It's right on. Here's the other thing, though. This is where you and I or, uh, you know, a person who doesn't dress up or just dresses up a little bit and doesn't commit to something fully. We win at the end of the night. Yeah. Because we're living in New York City. OK, ladies and gentlemen, it's not like uh, we're not living in the goddamn burbs where you don't see a human being ever again. You know what I mean? What, after 10 p.m. Unless oh, you stop at like a, an Exxon <laughs> or something like you got to usually take mass transportation. home. Yeah. Um, and you're committing to a, like you're dressed in a in like fucking Frankenstein at two o'clock in the morning on yeah. a shuttle bus trying to go back to Brooklyn. And everybody, even though it's Halloween, everybody's kind of looking at your dumb ass. Um, That's where cabs really come in handy. Cabs are nice, but they're very expensive on these nights, yeah. especially Ubers. Well, even you and I drove we to the drove, party. But we were in We costumes. still went to a deli. <laughs> yeah, we went to a deli, which was kind of goofy. But we we both, it was kind of a rainy, cold night. We both yeah. just had jackets on. It's just like we put our jackets over. So we, we didn't have any like, face paint on or right. we weren't wearing like weird stiletto boots. Like, yeah. We were just like two idiots walking around like normal. Like, right. No one is gonna look look at us like we're rubes for right. dressing up crazy. Now the person who commits to all the face paint, as soon as they leave that party, they are a guy who has face paint on in the street. Like, you know what I mean? It's no longer fun. 100%. You got to take that into account. You're living in the on the main streets. I would like to make a little note about climate change, real quick. What in the hell? <laughs> when I first moved to New York in 2008, um, right after college, I had a there was a Halloween. It was Halloween. And I went to the Halloween parade in Manhattan. I was dressed up at Seven of Nine from the Star Trek universe, from Voyager specifically. And it was so cold. Everyone was in puffy winter coats. Oh, I remember worst. that. That like it was like you, even though you, everyone's uh, outfits were like very um, skimpy and cute and loose. Um, you still had to wear these puffy, thick winter coats. That's how cold it was. And like this Halloween, you and I were in like what? Rain jackets? Yeah, we had rain jackets on. Yeah, it really it's very sobering because that first Halloween, I was like, holy shit. And everyone was like, yeah, that's how cold it is always on Halloween. Yeah. Like 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 down goose park. Yeah, yeah. It, it has changed in New York City. I grew up in, in New Jersey, same climate. So, uh, yes, it was very cold, but it was also, it was annoyed me a little bit. I mean, I, I know it's not for the better that it's warm in October sometimes. It wasn't warm, by the way. It was chilly. It, it was, was cold. chilly, but it was it a rain freezing. jacket. Sometimes it would snow sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, so, but I remember like, you know, you're like walking around your Wolverine, but like you have like galoshes on, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you would always have to wear a jacket over your stupid costume as yeah. a kid trick or treating. And it's just like, oh, I'm a zombie army man, but yeah. I also have a raincoat on. Now, um, so it was like, I, it is kind of nice when it is a really nice Halloween. And guess what? It hasn't been Halloween. And guess what? This Wednesday in New York City, it's going to be like 65 degrees. That's insane. Which is insane, but like. 
kind of dope. Now, I come from the land of Halloween. I come from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. What the hell? That's the land of Halloween? That's right, because we have the like the, one of the biggest Halloween uh, celebrations uh, every Halloween. Are you, you're saying it's bigger than the Halloween parade in Manhattan? I am. It's uh, They shut down Franklin Street, and it floods with like 80,000 people all dressed up. It's not even an official parade. It's just like a huge party that takes over downtown Chapel Hill. What do they do? What, what kind of party things happen? Everyone is walking around in the crazy costumes everyone is drinking in the street even though it's illegal um and it's like people like musicians will set up little corner things and everyone's just hanging out in the street now what has happened since i left chapel hill uh when i left in 2008 they started shutting down the interstate to like so people could not get into the town because people were coming from atlanta people were coming from all over south carolina all over virginia oh, georgia it was, into, it was turning into freak nick it was turning into like such a huge event they had to shut it down um and i used to do when in high school i would rent parking spots on rosemary street which is the street parallel to franklin street um, where people would kind of drive up and down in their cars that they had driven from georgia to show off and i would rent um parking spots like ten dollar spot and i would make like eight hundred dollars a night on ha- on that halloween what were you rent what spots were you renting the restaurant i worked for so there's like this institution Shout restaurant out to bread Mi- breadman's breadman's is it yep breadman's um roy piscatello he you know grew up with his kids a good old paisan he um he Owned Breadman's, which is a diner downtown, and he basically employed a, a chunk of Chapel Hill High School students, including me and my friends. And they had this extra parking lot, and then he would be like, um, he would let me and this other guy, Tyler, rent the spots every Halloween, and... It was crazy. We made so much money. I'm like, I, I don't even think we had to give Roy a cut. Roy just thought it was fun that we were out there renting spots. He thought that that was like a funny thing because we'd be in our costumes with like a board. And, you know, I remember Tyler and, all, and I made so much money. Now, how come we've never been down there? Um, you know, your father still uh, owns a house uh, um, in, Carborough. in Carborough, which is Chapel Hill adjacent. Why haven't we gone down there to see this Halloween uh, excitement? We've just never left New York for Halloween, except for the one time we went to Disney. Right. And we may be there down there for Disney next year. I can't wait. Who knows? Now, let's get into these shows we watch. We what do you say? We will get into these shows. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back because we watched a shit ton of Halloween themed <laughs> reality, like way more than we normally do. Okay. We are back. That's right. Um, all right. So here's what happens. So I'm like, all right, Ashley, it's Halloween. We should probably have a Halloween themed situation for the pod. Ashley agrees. So I go and I do some research. What I like is Hulu has this thing, Huluween, where Hulu um, will just curate a bunch of Halloween themed things. They have a, all of their horror movies up there, um, but then they're in subcategories like they do with Netflix, where it's just like spooky, not scary or slasher or uh, thriller. But then they have TV, like f- for the family, which it pretty much involves either kids like kind of spooky movies or episodes of television shows that are themed in Halloween. Like um, I watched um, Perfect Strangers Halloween episode that they had up there, which um, where uh, Cousin Larry watches scary movies by himself. And then then, uh, as soon as he, he like wakes up, and alien and he, everybody on the cast is an alien, and he's like getting scared of them. It's so stupid and so dumb, but I liked it and it was funny. So that's the type of shit I like because I love a Halloween themed 
like sitcom. Those are really fun episodes to me because it's like I already like the sitcom I'm watching, but then it's also they get to wear costumes and it's Halloween, so I love all that shit. But they also had some reality shows. And so the first thing that we watched was the Kids Halloween Baking Show. Kids Halloween Baking Competition. Competition. No, championship. Championship. <laughs> um, so if you guys have seen this before, I, I, is it on Netflix or is it on Food Network? I'm not it's too sure. Food Network. So the Food Network, because I've seen a couple of these things, but they just put them up on Netflix. The Food Network um, has, um, remember Duff? From um, like he was like the uh, baker guy, Duff, Duff Goldman. He, yeah, back when uh, Cake Boss was a thing, there was Duff's show, which was like the Cake King. I forgot what his deal was, but he was like got in on the wave of like famous bakers when like Cupcake Wars was like popping off. The Cake Boss was the shit, you know, 2010 or whatever. Uh, but he has his own show where he will. Um, it, it, their theme. It seems like he's doing themed. Um, shows for holidays where it's just like a championship for Thanksgiving, a championship for um the the Christmas season. Um and they had a Halloween one, but what made it even better is that it was little children. At or, least at least what I thought. Or even worse. Yeah, if Ashley, you're Ashley. Ashley's different. So I I Ashley, you have a theory or not a theory, but you have your own I feelings have a thing. about this stuff. I do not like watching children um in any sort of competition shows. I don't want to see kids get judged, okay? Like leave kids alone. Like it's it's that is infuriating to me. But what is more irksome is that I have uh, worked on the production side of a couple of children reality shows where kids were being talking heads or they were just using their personality. And from the production side, uh, behind the camera, I can tell you that these kids with these sparkling personalities, they are talented 100%. No one is going to take that. No one's going to deny that. These are very talented, charismatic kids, but they do have very um, involved parents who are on the side coaching them, looking at them, and putting a lot of pressure on them that made always made me feel weird in the production room um, during these shoots. So when I'm watching these kids on the reality, show like there's this one girl named Peggy who's like so cute on this show and was just great and like I I loved that her I loved her whole personality coming through it's hard for me to enjoy that because in my mind I can just imagine the type of parent she has that's like out of the out of the shot standing there looking at her being like okay well what what about that thing about the da 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 don't forget to mention do 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 make sure you compliment the judges you know and putting on all this like extra layers of pressure on this kid who should really just be allowed to be a kid so that's my issue do you think if they featured these momagers um or these uh, helicopter parents these stage parents it's not always moms i will say that if they featured these stage parents yeah um on the show would you like the show more no because then that really brings out like all the dysfunction a kid i just there is something like you can film a kid i guess like talking about baking and stuff but when you start getting the pressure on the kid to have like smart funny one-liners and the kid is 10 then you're really um i don't know exploiting that child and Mm -hmm. i i feel like i'm participating in that exploitation by watching it so um okay so once you get past this 
this part of <laughs> I it. I don't mean right? to be we, a bummer. No, it was well, a, you are. Well, you it are. was a fun, cute List, show. Ashley, you're bumming us all out. I think I just have PTSD from working on the shows that I worked on in the past. Um. Well, listen, I, uh, I assume that there's stuff going on like that. But like any good American, I push it out of my head. I pretend like it's not happening. So um, this was this was just one episode, um, one hour long episode where the winner of this episode was the champion, which I kind of enjoyed. I yeah. do like that, where it's like I don't have to get involved in a full-on season of something. I agree. Wrap it up with a nice bow right at the end. The, ch- the champion got $10,000. Right. So we got to see the person just win $10,000. So there was like five kids, and the whole thing was like you had to make uh, delicious goodies, baked goods, but also they needed to be scary themes. Yeah, and, and you got specific ingredients that were all candy-based, right. like Halloween of, candy. A lot of candy stuff. And they'd have to kind of figure it out. And these kids were very imaginative. These kids were really good. There was one kid who was kind of like a dud, um, in my opinion. Then Are you was, talking about the blonde kid? Yeah, the blonde kid. You know, he was interesting because he was so talented um, as a cook. Like, his creations looked the most... Um, professional he mm-hmm. made those witches fingers out of shortbread yeah but his personality he was something where you're like well maybe you do need a a, a parent in the background coaching he yeah. just has a fun it was just funny watch uh listening to his interviews because yeah. his interviews were just clearly like they were like trying to like explain it like they're like okay now you say that boy oh boy that really got me scared and he was like <laughs> and boy oh boy that really got me scared <laughs> And uh, those were kind of fun. Um, and then uh, there was a brunette girl who was a ve- she. She was very like, I don't know. She she was very into this, and I kind of. Are you was, talking about side pony? She side, had side pony, pony yeah. side pony. Very much into this show. Um, she was great. Also, like maybe a little snotty. Like she was maybe a little had a little bit more attitude than Emma, the rest of the people was, on the show. She was taking it very seriously. She was from Austin, Texas. And then we had um, a of uh, the cutest like like he is this this big kid. He's probably like eight years old, but he he looked like yeah. he was like five foot eight. Couldn't stop smiling. Big like plump kid had like <laughs> had like one tooth missing, and he had like the best like almost like a cartoons kid lisp where he's like. Hey everybody! Um, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> this is my thing, and you're just like, oh, this kid's adorable. Yeah, I was like, this, this kid, kid on TV. He's he, like a Pixar character. He needs his own show. Um, he was my favorite. He was so funny. Um, I think Peggy might have been my favorite. And then we had Peggy, who um was the, the most little professional little adult. Mm-hmm. Like, had an adult way of of speaking. And when I, that's when I commented on Peggy's demeanor, yeah. and how right for TV she was. That's when I got Ashley's diatribe while we were watching this about you know why she's like that right because right off to the side there are two parents like you know holding a gun to her head or whatever uh, no but she's just been coached on it you know like but you but once again i could you could not deny and you admitted this you could not deny um peggy's natural talent i'm not denying any of these kids natural talent i think they are it definitely takes something to be able to sparkle in front of a camera no matter what age you are and then as a child i mean that's even more impressive um but peggy was great because she had little business cards she was trying to start her own baking company yeah my favorite part of the show is that when one kid was like ten thousand dollars i could buy anything i want with that i could get a phone 
Oh, that was her. That was her. And, was that Peggy? Yeah, that was Peggy. That's what made it. Because she was talking such like a, like an older person and like the way she was speaking. She was just like, I'm starting my own business. Like, you know, she's like 10 years old um, and she's precocious. She's adorable. And then they um, as they go around, they interview them as they're uh, cooking, as they do the hosts. And they're like, so what are you going to do with the money, Peggy? And she's like, I don't know. I want to buy a phone. Yeah. It's like, you're getting $10,000. <laughs> you're going to buy a phone? <laughs> it's like so adorable to not have any concept of how much a phone costs and the fact that she doesn't have one yet that's adorable all that good stuff so i mean the fact that she didn't have a phone does that make you think a little bit better about her parents um i don't know i I did it made me go oh she didn't have like because to me the way peggy was talking and then reinforced by your theories on on peggy yeah uh, i was like oh peggy's got an iphone x you know what i mean like it's to me it was like oh peggy's got an iphone i don't know i we you know nick and i work with kids we teach kids comedy in the city and i tend to work with the 10 year olds and i'll tell you that in uh the manhattan world when you graduate fifth grade is when you usually get a phone. So that's around 10 when you're 10. So 10 is a fifth grade. So Peggy is right on the cusp in my mind of getting a phone. Well, Peggy did not have a phone. Um, so she's, she's, she's got a lot riding on this. She needs to get that phone. Yeah. So, uh, honestly their creations were impressive. You know, they were fine. fine. They were fine. You know, it was, I I like that you said impressive. Peggy made cupcakes. Peggy. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't, uh, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I think the creations were more <laughs> flavor-based for this compared to the other cooking show that we'll mm, get into in a little bit. Mm. But with this in particular, the challenge was like, how do you incorporate these clashing um, tastes from these candies like Red Hots and M&Ms or Swedish Fish and like uh, Whoppers? Like, how do you make something with all these different flavors? Yeah. So I think that was the real test. And you're talking about, they threw, they threw them a real wrench when they gave them Burger King Whoppers to put in these. Things. Oh my god. <laughs> Am I right, folks? Oh my god. Do you like Whoppers? I think you do. Right? Um not, I, not Burger King Whoppers. I'm talking about the candy. I do really like Whoppers, Me but too. I do prefer milk duds, which I know you do not Those like because so of your braces. Different. I don't have braces now, folks. But uh <laughs> when I did, I maybe not like milk duds. But even now they get stuck. They're in not that different. Like, They're still like a, a Ash, tasty treat surrounded by chocolate. One's chewy, one's crunchy. This is horseshit. One's chewy, one's crunchy. One's like not even chewy. You can't just pop one in your mouth and chew on it. You have to like break it down with the molecular by chewing mass on it to... <laughs> you need to break it down yeah, by but, but, chewing yeah, on yeah. it and it's like sticky the, the malted milk duds mm-hmm. which is a whopper is so much different i guess i think of them i think of them both coffee as, like, i think it's caramel, and I think of them both as movie theater candy. Like, I would get, like, a packet of Whoppers at a movie theater or a packet of Milk Duds. I don't know if they're doing Whoppers at movie theaters. It's usually Goobers, Raisinets, Snowcaps, uh, Milk Duds. I do. Swedish Fish, Twizzlers. Twizzlers, Skittles. There's always a box of Skittles. And Reese's Pieces. Right. I do, but Whoppers... And cookie dough, a chocolate-covered cookie dough pieces sometimes. What? I've never seen that. Mm -hmm. Definitely had Whoppers at the movie theater growing up, and for me, because I would get Whoppers and my mom would get Milk Duds, and then I kind of graduated into adulthood, I started getting Milk Duds. Guys, if you are interested in my theories (laughs) of candy and snacks... I did a podcast for like three years called Junk Food, still up on iTunes with great Sachi Ezra, who has been on this show. Yeah, love her to death. Um, So go and check that out. I mean, there's hours upon hours upon, there's hundreds of hours of me talking about candy and snacks. and Junk food in general. And also guilty pleasures. Just a plug to junk food. I'm paying for it each week, each month, so I might as well plug the goddamn thing. I did it. 
I was on it. You were on it. And my um, junk food was Cheez-Its, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And my junk, my like activity junk food was self-help books. Self-help books. And later you got kind of upset. You wish you picked something different, I remember. Did I? I wish I'd picked, I think, Star Trek. Yeah, something like, like that. I should have done that. Um, or journaling? I don't know. Next show that Nick and I watched that wait, was Halloween-based. Want to wrap up with this. What did you think about the critiquing? Of them and when they went on when the kids showed their stuff to the judges I think that like I said critiquing children is weird Um, not a big fan of it but you know what I think that these two adults handled it pretty well I, you have to critique someone in a cooking yeah, it's show a cooking that's the problem but um, they did it with a softness that I did appreciate right and also maybe we should before we move on to the next show we should maybe say who won this right mm-hmm. so Peggy won Peggy won Peggy won she's gonna get her phone thank god she's gonna start a little baking business in Vermont I did find it shitty that they had to send somebody home yeah like, that was you know weird I mean? they were sending people <laughs> home just like have them all cook till the end and yeah then pick one winner and say everybody else is great why yeah. do you have to like send everybody home it's it was kind of stupid also it was it came down to peggy and the other girl emma they were the two at the end and and then you learned that peggy had won and the girl hugged her and then when they cut to another scene afterwards you could see that girl crying and i was like i don't need to see the girl who lost crying yeah, she's it 10 it was a bummer don't show me that um and uh then we watched uh, after that we watched two episodes uh on youtube of scare tactics okay i'd like to just go ahead and say that i hated this um because i first off lo- Let me, can i explain what it is i would i loved the show i loved what we watched but nick could not find and i don't blame nick i, I did come across like i blame him by the tone of my voice when i said his name um but he couldn't find any uh, an updated version of this show because it's been off the air for so long so we were watching this on our television and it was so pixelated you couldn't make out people's facial expressions which honestly was the most disturbing part of this for me now explain what it is well it was on youtube you know and it's not really looking for an updated version it's like a a high res version but youtube's not gonna have high res versions of things that they shouldn't be putting up on youtube so um we uh scare tactics was a show on sci-fi which was a prank show that involved kind of scary things where you would you would set a a friend up um, and and you as the accomplice would kind of trick them, dupe them into doing something. Um, and while they did this thing, uh, it, around, it, basically they put you in kind of horror movie scenarios. Horror movie scenarios or psychologically um, terrifying situations. Like you think you're basically, usually you think you're about to die is right. what's happening. And then someone comes, they come out and they're like, are you scared? Are you scared? And then you're like, yes, I'm scared. And they're like, good, because you're on scare tactics. No, they go, well, you shouldn't be because you're on scare oh, tactics. Okay. That's the hook. So uh, like um, the ones that we watched were they, they uh, some guy duped his brother into being in a I don't remember the setup the setups are always like too long and crazy yeah and you know like I've heard people get interviewed about being on this show they filmed the one bit a hundred times with a hundred different people to get the reaction that they wanted really yeah they just kept doing them because most people are like this isn't real you know or people just run out of the house you know what I mean yeah. they need somebody to go along with this for long enough I can't believe that no one has ever gotten shot I was watching this being like someone surely has pulled out a gun and shot somebody well it was actually doing very well this show and it's not on the air anymore because I believe 
they were scared that I believe people were somebody may have had a heart attack. Oh my god! Um, later, and so they had to actually tone it down for the last season, and I think it went off the air. But it did feel wildly reckless watching this show because it was they did a really great job of scaring yeah. people. So this first one was they uh, have uh, this kind of this this dope. Now you should say that we watched one from the first season, right. and then we watched one from the third season. Sure, we watched one from the first season and then the third season. So. Um, the first one had this dope in a house and his brother um, had him in this house with these two women who... This was cruel. <laughs> this was really this was cruel. cruel. So these two women are, are like hanging out in the house and then... Um, the whole thing was like, my brother has never really talked to a girl before. So yeah. like, I'm going to use that against him yeah. to scare him. I don't know how they got him in the house or what they thought he was doing. I don't remember the setup. But so it just opens up. They're in this house. And he's hanging out with two si- girls in tank tops. Two sisters are sitting on the couch. And then he's sitting across the couch. And then like the one sister looks over at her sister and is like, yeah, you think he's cute, right? And then she's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm freshly single. So you know me. He's like, oh man, she's on the rebound talking to the guy. And then so he goes, she goes, uh, oh, I got a new camera. I want to take a picture of you. A big bulky yeah. like digital yeah, camera. Like, <laughs> we got to try out this new technology. <laughs> and then so then the she's like, go over there and take a picture with him. And so the, the freshly single woman walks over and then as she's about to take the picture the woman like sneaks a kiss on the cheek of this guy and takes a picture of them yeah kissing kind this of. guy by the way having the time of his yeah, life he's just like wow man I, I had no idea i was gonna turn out to be john stamos <laughs> so then um as he's she's like boy my uh, my ex-boyfriend's kind of crazy but thank god he's gone and then they're like let's go upstairs and like hang out in the bedroom <laughs> and so they go upstairs and as they're going upstairs the sister looks out the door and sees that the ex-boyfriend has pulled up uh-oh and so he walks in the house and basically uh the ex-boyfriend comes in and then like catches the two in a closet together and everybody's in on it except for the dope yeah and it's just basically like i'm gonna fucking kill you you realize <laughs> yeah. that right and this guy's like i'm so scared because you're bigger than me and stronger than me why are you doing this and then he's like you were kissing my girl and he finds the camera and yeah. he shows the picture and then the guy the guy who was set up was like where are my lips yeah where are like, my I'm lips not kissing, in that picture she was kissing me where where are my lips pointed yeah they're not pointed at her they're this, pointed at you this was sad because this guy was just so yeah. clearly a virgin and was so excited that this girl had been talking to him and then when his older brother came out i was like oh i see their dynamic yeah the older brother who is a bigger nerd than him yeah. but just maybe four years older so yeah. thinks that he's cooler like yeah. he's wearing like a vest and sunglasses and a fedora and yeah. it's just like all right guy and he's like i really got you and he yeah. like gave him like a nut tap or something worst part about this <laughs> is that thing where like where you see people kind of like abuse somebody who is like not you know all there or like kind of emotionally in distress yeah and like kind of convincing him that like we're all having fun rather than we are making fun of you like at the yeah. end when the guy was like the the guy who who's the ex played the ex boyfriend is like how much fun did you have man and this guy who's like on TV but also scared and being like kind of abused for people's pleasure like was kind of coerced into being like this was a blast man thank you and like gave him a handshake it's yeah like, why are you handshaking the guy that was like I'm bigger than you and I'm making fun of you right now like yeah. for television purposes yeah he was like thanks man it was a blast and I was like oh you poor sad 
said person. Nonetheless, that was that one. Um, let's see. I, 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 do you have a? There's a few I, of them that we'll run through. I just like okay. So this is the main problem with this show. I feel like is just watching people um, who are maybe not that with it, who are, are feeling socially awkward trying to um, navigate this situation. So that that guy was kind of sad. On the flip side of that, there is a kind of person that um, I like watching on this show, and that's a person who is with it and then just crumbles to um, expose they have no morals, which was this one guy who thought he was on a prank show. So they set him up where he thinks that he's like filming this prank show where he's a valet guy and he uh, spray paints people's cars. And then they come out and they're like, what happened to my fucking car? And he's like, you got fucking pranked, man. So like that was the premise. And then- By the way, great premise to make somebody think they're on a different prank show. Pranking other people- um, and really that it turns around that they're being pranked. I love the levels to this shit. So many layers. And this guy, he it ends up that um, he basically spray paints the car of a mobster. And then the mobster comes out and he doesn't, he's very upset. He doesn't care that he's on a prank show. He's got his other guy with him. They pull out guns. We learn there's somebody in the trunk, okay, that's about to get offed. And the uh, original guy who was being on scare tactics, he just like he crumbles and it's like, man, just give me a gun. I'll kill him right now. Like he's like, don't kill me. Oh, man. Let me kill this guy. He immediately, this guy looks at the mobster and goes, dude, I'll blast this guy for you. Like he's yeah. like, immediately like, I'll kill somebody to get out of this. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like pleading for his life later. And you think like, well, he was kind of scared. And then he's just like, what did you say? And he's like, give me the gun, man. I'll pop this guy right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> multiple times on camera admits that he would kill somebody in order to save his own life. Which, hey, I don't know. He thought he was, he watched two guys what he thought got murdered right in front of him. Yeah. So I love that also he was like, I got a girlfriend. Let me kill that guy. I got a girlfriend. I got it. Let me kill that guy so I can go home to my I, girlfriend. I know. He was like, man, I got a girlfriend. What the hell am I doing, man? <laughs> he was also 20 years old. You have to, I mean, the guy's uh, being abused in this way. Now, that is one type of person that I like uh, watching on this show because they are not being exploited really, like that kind yeah. of dopey loser in the first step. And then the other type of person I like being on this show is the one that's just clearly high, which was one guy yeah. <laughs> who, who who thought that he was like getting caught up in some sort of lover's tryst tist yeah he was so the setup for this was he was being hired to drive around like a private dancer so it was already kind of like the underworld and he yeah. was told by the boss of this place that she kind of like turns tricks as well so it's kind of like a, there's an underbelly to this thing yeah and uh he all and then he's like when the the woman kind of leaves the room decides that uh, uh, the the boss is like tells tells the the driver the mark basically like hey listen like she owes me a lot of money and she's kind of an asshole and I'm having problems with her and then he, and then the woman comes back in the room and they kind of tell this guy the mark to leave the room to go get something as he leaves the room he hears the boss kill the woman the dancer yeah and then he goes in and she's and he see and then he sees the woman on the ground she's got blood all over her mouth he the guy's standing over with like a brick or whatever and then the boss is like ah she fell and he's like what man oh man what are you doing man like he's yeah. clearly so high and like doesn't yeah. want to deal with this and then the guy's like shut up just uh, grab that uh blanket we're gonna move the body and then uh He's like thinking about it, sort of like I don't know. Uh, well, and then all of a sudden, she pops up and stabs the <laughs> the boss in the chest with a knife. A yeah. double swerve. Yeah. Turns to, and then that guy dies. Turns to the mark and goes, 
I heard you. Were you about to bury me? Yeah, you were gonna help him. <laughs> yeah. You were gonna help him get rid of my body. And he's like, D- I don't know what's I don't going know on. What's man. going on? And it was very funny. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, we're like, that's fine. Are you scared? Because you're on scare tactics. And then he's like, Oh man, what the hell? And then, yeah. the, and then the accomplice comes out and is like. Hey, buddy, were you about to like actually hide that body? And like, and he was like, the guy's like on the couch, like really like looking down on the ground. He's like, man, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I was gonna do, which I kind of thought was very real. And then he was like, you guys get any food to eat? Yeah, which was great. That, that was, was like, so funny yeah, yeah. that he said that. He, that was you got any food to eat? Well, listen, we got to call it right here. So what we're gonna do is, um, because we watched an entire season of another Halloween show, we are gonna put up a bonus episode this week on. Halloween. Okay, so look out for that. It's going to be me and Ashley crushed an entire season of a Halloween themed show. We're going to recap it for you. We're going to have a good time. It's a bonus. It's a blowness episode. For all the blowhards. For um, for all the blowhards out there, free of charge. That's right. We're going to have three episodes <laughs> dropping this week, which, um, hey, can you guys appreciate it and possibly do a few things for us? Number one, go on to the iTunes or the, or, or the Apple Podcast app, however you listen to this podcast, and rate our podcast five stars. You want to know why? We deserve it. Um, say a little something nice, too. It really helps the algorithm. It uh, makes this uh, podcast uh, out there and a little easier to get. Also, if you would like to contact us, you can email us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to tweet at us, you can get at us at realityblowspod. You can find Ashley at Ashley B. Roberts. You can find me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's N-I-C-K-M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. See, it has a nice little ring. And uh, please, um, uh, Ashley is late, so she just walked away from the podcast, so I'm going to finish out by saying, have a very gooey Halloween. I guess gooey because we talked about candy and stuff. I don't know how that totally fits in, but guys, stay safe out there. Make sure that uh, you do not you bring more than one pillowcase when you're trick-or-treating, okay? It's very important. You want to fill up two pillowcases of candy. You go home, you eat all the Reese's uh, peanut butter cups that night, and then, uh, I don't know, around February, you kind of kick around those Necco wafers, right? You throw them at your little brother. They're like little discs you can whip. Enjoy yourself, folks, and goodbye. Goodbye.